0: John, have you noticed how in sync we are lately? We're just... It's like we're reading each other's minds every time.
1: Here's what I love, though. Because of the delay, for me, it goes, clap, clap. Right. But you, on the other hand, you get to hear it, like, perfectly.
0: I I don't know why that is so, because shouldn't I be hearing a delay from you?
1: No, cuz you're clapping when the delay comes through to you. Like you're following the countdown.
0: Oh yeah. Um, yeah,
1: it's only delayed on my end.
0: <clears throat> well, let me tell you that that clap was just like well, I'm
1: I'm glad. Amazing. How Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Glowing Weak Point. Uh, I'm your host, John. That's him. He's always my
0: co-host. Oh, that's me, Wombat. Hi. And, 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 and we're going to move on. <laughs> <laughs> Usually you say my name.
1: Oh, I feel like it's about 50% of the time.
0: It's it's more than 50.
1: Uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> um, Wombat, what's your Glowing Weak Point?
0: Uh my glowing weak point is that this weekend I got the uh the shelves put up in my room, which was the final piece of furniture that needed to go on in there. And, nice. and they are the one <laughs> are the piece ones... shelves.
1: Yeah, these are the ones above your bed.
0: Uh they're no longer above the bed. They're above the TV now. Okay. Yeah, that's where we decided to put them. Um And the top the top shelf is just three boxes of of one piece manga and then the lower shelf is all of my um the loose manga that I have for one piece it okay. is it is exclusively one piece 90 volumes of one piece
1: it's too many volumes and it's less than a third of them
0: that's not true i'm I'm actually only that- like 10 volumes behind there's only like 99 or or a hundred volumes out right now.
1: Oh, I thought there were a whole lot more than that. No, maybe, maybe I'm thinking of uh, episodes.
0: Uh, episodes is at like a thousand Ch- chapters yeah. is closing in at like eleven 1, hundred. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> but it's a beautiful, right. beautiful setup for them, and then once I add my my One Piece figures there, it's just going to be. The theme will all come together. It'll be great. (laughs) What's your glowing weak point, John?
1: Uh, So, as you know, but I don't remember if I actually said on podcast last week, uh, I had a medical procedure uh, to uh, see if I have the disease or, I guess, um, condition that I have uh, and I mean, I guess we still don't know until sometime next week when the, the biopsy comes back, but basically they stuck a tube down my throat, looked around, and, and ripped a part of me off. Um,
0: could have been worse.
1: but It, it could have been worse. Um,
0: could have put it was, it up your it was butt. very
1: quick. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I'm not that old yet. <laughs> um, uh, but we... It, I mean, it... I say it didn't take long. It was like three plus hours that we were there but most of that's just sitting around waiting for things to happen right procedure itself took like 10 minutes or less uh but they put me to sleep for it
0: how was that tell
1: you those 20 minutes of sleep were the best 20 minutes of sleep i have ever had
0: i was put under for a surgery once and and it was such deep sleep that it it legit didn't even feel like sleep it just felt like a portion of my life no longer existed <laughs> i mean like this was the
1: most restful 20 minutes of my entire life cuz like i i went i i drifted to sleep i i i can't tell you when i went to sleep like most nights i could i could tell you like all right i was doing this and then this and and then i you know went to sleep uh this was like I'm in there, I'm in the room, they've put the stuff in me, and, like, they didn't even have me count or anything. Or if they did, I don't fucking remember
0: it. I do remember (laughs) counting. They asked me to count to ten, and I got to, like, two or three, and I don't remember anymore.
1: Yeah. Uh. Yeah. And, like, I woke up the most refreshed I've been in probably
0: years that's amazing like,
1: genuinely like
0: <laughs> i don't feel like this it is was... a testament to how good sleeping on a surgery table is i think this is a testament to how badly <laughs> you sleep on a regular basis <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: it's entirely possible but uh yeah no it was fantastic so that's my glowing weak point about my 20 minute nap Apparently the doctor came in after like 10 minutes or like shortly after finishing and uh, like talked to me and I, you know, responded and asked questions and stuff. I don't remember any of that. I was fast asleep. (laughs) (laughs) So you were also sleep talking. I am. I can sleep talk anytime. I can sleep talk. I can sleep walk. I used to sleep pee. Like I'd walk to the bathroom and pee.
0: I can sleep Um, talk even when I'm awake. (laughs) 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 Like, John, that's just called Uh, talking.
1: (laughs) So, yeah, that's that's my glowing weak point.
0: Uh, I'm glad you made it out of there safely.
1: Yeah. It could have been a lot worse.
0: Like, like you implied to me that there was the possibility that you die on the table.
1: I mean, it's one of those things where, like, There's a low possibility that, like, they could cause a bleed in there, and then there's an even lower possibility that they can cause a tear in my esophagus, and then, you know, it's like Mm. all hell breaks loose for that. Um, I'd have to, you know, fully go to the hospital at that point, not just the little mini hospital I was at. Um, And, you know, it's very, very low chances for anyone. Yeah. um, Unless you have the condition that I'm going in for them to confirm. In which case, it becomes a whole lot more likely. I see. So.
0: Well, fingers crossed but you don't have what you think you have.
1: Oh, I'm, I'm... I do. Like, <laughs> there's no way I don't. <laughs> <laughs> this is just a confirmation of the, the facts that we already know. I see. Okay, uh, well, let's move on to anime. Yeah, Look, we're talking. This is this is the Weeb Week.
0: This is Weeb Week. Um, we Weeb Week Wednesday.
1: A lot, a lot of shit on here that is not from last season. So let's just go over the last season stuff at least at first. Yeah,
0: I mean, I'm the only one with stuff on here from this season, unless I mean, I, you I have secretly got.
1: I, yeah, half half the shit that's on here is also me. Oh, okay. Yeah.
0: You watched uh, some I, of the I, garbage I, uh, I did.
1: Yeah, I'm going to keep watching it, too. Uh, let, I'll I'll go ahead and, and talk about a bunch of the things that I watched this season, because I know you dropped off considerably.
0: Yeah, the only thing I have from last season still is Al Ashi, and then the shared Yakuza's Guide to Babysitting. Oh, and Denmachi. <sighs> and Uncle. Okay. Actually, so four. Okay, okay so, so, yeah. But I have one that's just me
1: yeah um so classroom of the elite episode or season two was uh actually pretty good once i finally remembered what the hell was going on (laughs) who the hell the characters were and really anything about the plot at all um
0: then it it, all clicked
1: suffered it's it's suffered strongly from not having had a season in three plus years right um I think it was 2017 or 2018 when the last one came out. So uh, yeah, it's
0: generally people forget specifics that. in that time.
1: Yeah. Like I mean hell, I have I have trouble remembering like a year later when a season two comes out. Right. Um much less multiple years. Uh, but it was it was pretty good. Um it was enjoyable. Uh I, I don't go back and watch it unless you've already been watching
0: like, if you it's not four, worth going going and catching no. up.
1: <laughs> no, this this is this is not Uncle from Another World. Where like a year from now, I will still tell you go watch Uncle from Another World because it's fantastic.
0: Or fucking Don Machi season um, four, Jesus.
1: Yeah, good. <laughs> uh, speaking of season four, Overlord uh, season four um, was like a completely different tonally than the last few have been. Um, especially the second half of the season, the first half was all like, oh, let's go meet the dwarves and save them from the, the, I don't know. They're kind of like kobolds, goblins,
0: kobolds.
1: Uh, I mean, they're, they're furry bipedal humanoids with like more animalistic faces that consume rocks and minerals.
0: I don't know what the fuck you would call that! Yeah, (laughs) I don't know either,
1: so... Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I agree. Uh, But that was interesting, and then the second half of the season, they fucking destroy a country. Oh, yeah? Like, all the country. Like, nuke it? Basic... Well, I mean, like, they don't just, like, drop a bomb on it and it's gone. They, They conduct war. Right. Where they go to each city on their way to the capital, and every time they get there, they just slaughter literally all of the people there and burn it to the ground and raise it. Like, they Genghis
0: Khan that shit. Yes. (laughs) Like,
1: they fucking salt the earth Carthage style.
0: (laughs) And these are the good guys?
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Basically, yeah. I mean, it's it's definitely not for a good reason. No. <laughs> um, but, like, so, so like, story-wise, the reason they're doing it is because they had sent supplies uh, to a nation that was suffering. Right. Um, That's and, a good thing to do. And the caravan that uh, was, you know, all the supplies were being sent on was attacked by a noble of this country on the way there and stole the supplies. Okay. Um, so they had many options of what to do, but they decided that uh, they were going to go with the carrot and stick um, system. With this, they had already con you know been in contact with one country. And, uh, had, uh, basically subsumed it into themselves and were treating all their, uh, subjects nicely and, uh, you know, showing that, like, if you ask us to help you, we will and we'll do so, you know, with the most grace that you can, and help that you can, uh, desire. But also, if you fuck with us, then you get the stick and that was this other country fucked with us, so we're just going to completely annihilate it so that in the future, future countries out there know that you we're have two capable options of this here. <laughs> You can either treat us with respect, and we will treat you in kind, or we will fucking kill all of you Anakin-style. <laughs> the men, the women, the children too. Not the younglings! Go- so it was uh, it was very different totally for the second half. Um,
0: yeah, I would say there's nothing the first uh, half could have been that that wouldn't have been different. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, absolutely zero things it could have been to then correct, lead into yeah. that.
1: Yeah. Uh, then moving on. Uh, Tepin, laughing till you cry is. Uh, basically, this season's cute girls doing cute things. In I tried case, watching it's, this. It's cute girls being funny, um, and man, I, I, my wife and I loved all the little vignettes of all the different, um, different uh, comedy troops, um, and it was, it was. We just enjoyed it all the way through. It, it wasn't like again. There were very few uncle from another worlds this season.
0: <laughs> yeah. This
1: wasn't one of them. Uh but, you know, it, it was it was a nice uh breath of fresh air uh during the season.
0: Did so, they finally like, start few... kicking any of the groups out?
1: Uh one group did kick get kicked out in the end, yes. Only one. Yeah.
0: I really thought it was I mean... going to start like in the second half like like finally chopping some heads, but
1: then, then they got to come back in the, um, uh, the loser bracket. Oh wow! And make yeah. So they're just still around. Can yeah. I, can I ask uh-huh. which
0: group it was?
1: Uh, it was the first one you see: the brown hair girl, blue hair girl, black oh, hair girl. The
0: ones who seemed like the main protagonists.
1: Basically, oh, it's it. Yes and no. Like from the first episode, you're like, these are the protagonists. And then after that, it's like, there are no protagonists. They're all the main character. Like, every single one of these troops is the main troop. <laughs> the, That's there is, true. There is there is no individualism here. The, it's like, this is the main character. Scratch that.
0: <laughs> there but then, yeah, there the are six end. groups and 18 main characters. Yes. <laughs> Yeah.
1: Yeah. Alright, let's let's talk about one of the ones we watched together or Awashi, your choice.
0: Uh Yakuza's guide to babysitting. Yeah. This show was weird. Yeah. It's kind of all over the place because like like it'll jump from a scene of like like especially whenever the white haired guy is on screen, it wants to be yes. like a real serious, like gritty mafia show, right? Yes, and he's like throwing people out windows, fucking killing people left and right, just, uh-huh. just insane shit. And then it'll go back to Kirishima like some
1: psychological warfare shit. too? Yeah, yeah,
0: like he really fucks with Kirishima in the the latter half of the series. But then it'll just jump to Kirishima and Yaika like going to school and shit. Yeah, a lot of birthday and, and parties and stuff too.
1: It's it's really weird to me in that like he is touted as being like the, the bad guy. Like he is like he the white haired guy. Big, bad? No, no. um... Kirishima. Oh, Kirishima. Like he he is he is a badass who will fuck you up. And he has like no morals. And he's just, he's just out to kick ass and take names. And he's all out of names. Um, (laughs)
0: Like,
1: uh, (laughs) like that's, that's the sort of guy he's there. He's like, he's there just to like, he's a loose cannon. And then since literally minute one of you seeing him, yes, he is not that. Like, and, like, like, episode one, the first instance you're seeing him, he's a
0: chill, cool dude. And I think this so, is kind of like, this is the format of the show ruining itself, kind of. Because we do get glimpses of who that person was. But because the show only exists to show us the relationship between Kirishima and Yaika, it can only ever be that. They couldn't give us two or three episodes of build-up of him just going out and kicking Yakuza heads in. Yeah. Like, and they they should have to make that kind of stick better, but I understand why they didn't.
1: At the very least, have the first episode be all about him kicking ass and being a loose cannon and stuff. Yeah. And then at the very end of it, like the, like the actual last scene of it before the closing is, it'd be like,
0: watch over my daughter. Cannon,
1: so I'm going <laughs> to make you watch my daughter to, to pull you back in.
0: And instead and that, that happens like got... three minutes in after, after he screen beats up some dudes. Yeah. 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 It, it could have been better uh, about still, that.
1: Fantastic. Ah, uh, Kirishima and Yaika, perfect match. It, they're so cute together. It's fantastic.
0: Sugihara's yeah, the I, best I, I fucking am... sidekick ever. <laughs> yes, yes <he> is.
1: <laughs> Love Sugihara. Oh, Sugihara.
0: I was kind of hoping something more would happen with the mom this season.
1: Yeah, me too.
0: I guess they're hoping they'll get renewed for a second season. Yeah. Yeah. But... Uh,
1: Last I checked, they hadn't, uh, but...
0: Yeah, I mean, if they had changed. at this point, it would have been, like, announced at the end of the last episode, and it wasn't. Yeah. So, we'll see. It, it In order to f- finish what it started, it desperately needs a second season. Um, yeah. It's still really fun to watch, but the story is incomplete.
1: Yeah. All right, uh, I also watched Parallel World Pharmacy. Um it it was it was mid.
0: I don't understand why you watch some of these things.
1: <laughs> it was it was real mid. Like you finished uh, this? Yeah. Why? <laughs> I finished all the stuff that I actually start.
0: What what counts as actually starting?
1: Uh, getting at least, like, three episodes in. Okay. Yeah. Like, there's there's some things that, like, I'm... There are a lot of anime this upcoming season that I intend to give a shot. And I both expect and hope for much of it to be crap. <laughs> because, like I said, there's a lot. Uh, so...
0: I mean, you won't be disappointed by some of the ones I've already touched.
1: Yeah, there's 13 things on my yes or maybe
0: list. Jesus. Um, yeah. Honestly, so- I don't even know what the fuck is coming out. I-, I just keep looking at Crunchyroll and seeing like, oh, this is out. And then also the same place where you watch your stuff.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, because I don't have high dive anymore. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. By which we mean, of course, we're watching this legitimately on high dive. Uh, Yeah.
0: That I don't have on
1: high dive. Yes, that I also don't have. (laughs) Um, Parallel World World Pharmacy was was mid. Uh, It was it was your standard um, power fantasy anime, isekai anime, except the power fantasy was kind of like immediate hit and then miss. Cause it's like, Oh, the first episode he's like, Oh, look, I can do all these things. And people are like, wow, how can you do those things? Nobody can do those things. And, and they get scared of him. And, and then he like learns to hide some of it and then immediately stops hiding. Um, and, uh, then like episode two or three, they just determined that he's an actual literal God okay like like he is straight up the god of healing
0: <laughs> i'm i'm so tired of these anime i'm so tired of them
1: just well so, that was that was not a good twist that was just like it well you've minimized everything um, right like, if you're an like actual would,
0: god like, yeah. like
1: if, if he was if he was allowed to just be a very clever pharmacist from our world who could transfer his knowledge to their world because it's based off the same thing except plus magic uh then yeah like the that that would be a whole lot more interesting but too often it's just, we're just reminded of the fact that he's actually just the literal god of healing <sighs>
0: So it's like, what's the point? Yeah. Like like there's no power fantasy there. I don't get to be no. the literal god of healing. Yeah. <laughs> like if I was Isekai'd yeah. into another world, that doesn't make me the god of healing. Like, come on. No. Insane.
1: Tell me about Awashi.
0: Awashi is the best soccer anime. It's <laughs> ju- it's just the best one. Now Does it have the best animation? No. The animation is honestly a little dull sometimes, and you can tell that they're really, really trying to make up for their lack of, like, really cool soccer shots with, um, the, the story and the way he, he's able to, like, plot things out in the middle of a game. Or not, like, like his, his, like, quick-witted tactics shit. Like, Okay. That's what they're really riding on, and it works. It's so good. Just watching him grow throughout the entire, the entire anime. And listen, it ended with a with a soccer match, right? And and it was a yeah. super climactic match, and, and it's one that decided uh, whether or not they would even be able to stay in the tournament bracket because they'd been losing so many games up to that point. So it really felt satisfying when they won it, but it's not okay. like it was. It's not like it was the finals or the semifinals or the quarterfinals. It was just a game with uh, against a couple of people that they knew. Not even that they were like super close friends with, but that they knew over the course of a couple of days the previous summer that the, they managed to make the the game like like engaging with just that little to go with wow yeah it was really good so one of the best fucking sports matches i've seen in an anime forget soccer just sports matches in general and i've watched a lot of nice. fucking sports anime <laughs> it's good really good like i'm glad now the opening and the ending for the second core suck ass. <laughs> fucking just just trash. They're one of the only ones I'll ever say skip them. You don't need them. They're boring. Uh. uh but the opening in the of the first core was really great.
1: Okay.
0: Yeah. No, just a just a really great sports show. Just, just top tier. Cool.
1: Um, uh, all right. We could talk about another both of us one.
0: Yeah, let's uh, talk about I'm Don Machi. Okay. Fucking Don Machi was so good this season. It Fuck. Was, <laughs> it,
1: when's when's the second core of that? Cause like.
0: I don't know. Is there one?
1: I mean it 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 definitely didn't conclude the story.
0: Like, let me let me, cause I thought there was still one more episode.
1: Oh, uh, is there? I mean, they can't resolve all of that in one episode. No, it doesn't feel okay, like they then, could, does it? No, no, it, it really, like... That's not possible.
0: Okay. Uh, conclu- concluded September 29th, so that was the end of the first core. And then yeah. the second half is re- coming out in January. So they're giving it a season off. Okay, okay. Yeah. Um, I didn't realize that. I'm really sad now because I was really looking forward to this week, but...
1: Yeah, no, it... I... I I knew that it wouldn't continue into the next season, and I didn't think that we could resolve anything in one episode. Um...
0: Every single episode of season four so far has raised the stakes. Every single one. Every single one. Yeah. <laughs> it has not slacked off at all. Like, like they head into the dungeon at the end of the first episode. And, and then it's just, here's a thing that's kicking their ass. That thing is kicking their ass harder. That thing yeah. kicks their ass so fucking hard Bell makes it back and destroys it. <laughs> then they take yep. like an episode off to, to look around the, the town and then shit gets so much insane. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah, no, it's, it's
0: good. It starts and with it a is- murder investigation and has it, it has ended with a fight against what seems like an, undefeatable monster yeah (laughs) summoned from the depths of hell
1: yeah i mean it's like what all right you're used to fighting against the random monsters that the dungeon creates all right now fight against the monster that the dungeon is is like the dungeon's response to pain
0: right (laughs) this is the dungeon's antibody
1: Yes, like this is this is the the white blood cell of the the dungeon. Yeah. You you you're used to fighting against like red blood cells.
0: And it's so creepy Which, looking.
1: Don't fight that. Oh, it is. It's yeah.
0: Like even before the thing does anything, you look at it and you're sickened. Like yeah. It doesn't look like a thing that should exist. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And then it starts chopping people in half at the waist instantly, and you're like, "Oh yeah. shit!" And then, yeah. "Oh my god, John, I fucking, I fucking almost swallowed my tongue," <laughs> when it cuts Bell's arm off.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> I was normally like, you think, "Holy like, shit!" Oh,
1: it's me main character's immune like th- this there's no way that he's gonna holy
0: shit no he gets his arm sliced off and then his neck like broken yeah the, the, or, or what should have broken his neck at least but like the yeah. way that thing hit him and tossed him to the side
1: yeah, I I thought he was just dead. I also thought yeah, he was just like, dead.
0: I I still knew the mermaid was going to do a thing. I knew that was going to so. happen. But I thought he was at least temporarily dead, but they said he was alive somehow.
1: Yeah. I don't I don't see how it like you definitely both see and hear a crack. Uh-huh. <laughs> as as it hits hits him like right at the shoulder. So you see the head like Fully snap over. Uh huh. Yeah.
0: It it looked like it fucking snapped his neck. Mm hmm. And, and then they they still somehow raised the stakes further after that. John, John. <laughs> he he was dead, and then they sent him down to hell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: And then no. Don't know what's gonna happen next.
0: Cause no. I mean, like,
1: he's he's never been to the lower levels. And
0: Most people who he go is... here don't survive.
1: Yes. Now now not only is he in the lower levels, but he's so deep in the lower levels he's at a place where just 90% of people just die.
0: And it's just him and Ryu. Like, there's yeah. no party members. And and Ryu but... is like like has had her ass beaten also.
1: Yeah, and, and they, you know, they, they make a point of Ryu being, like, really cool and, and strong and stuff.
0: Yes, and but she is.
1: They're, <clears throat> yeah, they, they, she is. But they're also currently the same level.
0: Yeah. Like, like,
1: <laughs> like it's not like, <clears throat> oh, you know, she's really beat to hell, but at least she's two levels higher than, nah, nah-ah.
0: No, she's the same level as him, and also, she can barely stand.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: And also he can barely stand Yes <laughs> Machi was so This is the best season of Danmachi yet Yes like, like I couldn't tell you shit About the second season I remember nothing about it Yeah Season 3 was pretty great Like, like the extended arc With the, the intelligent monsters and shit Yeah This is the best this is the best danmachi Ab- has ever been.
1: Absolutely it is. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and everything looks so good too. Like the fight scenes are so fantastic. Just just beautiful. Yeah. Yeah.
1: No, it's 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 definitely top tier.
0: <laughs> um Uncle from Another World?
1: Okay, we can talk about that next.
0: Uh this um... one isn't finished yet. No,
1: it's it's infuriating me because like every all of the anime sites to keep track of these things are saying like yeah, it's done. And maybe it is in Japan in Japanese, but Netflix is drip feeding it to us. And by drip feeding, I mean like actually just drips.
0: Like it because feels it's like, like it's oh, not releasing we weekly, episode. right?
1: No, it's not. It's like one like, you get an episode, you get a second episode, then you've got, like, a week or two off, and then you get another one, and then it's, like, three weeks off, and then... Wait, it's, w- it's been at least two weeks now since we've gotten our last one, which is infuriating. But, damn if it isn't good.
0: <laughs> it's it's the best-looking show of all the, the ones this yeah. season. Like, the the art style in this one is weird. Yes. Because, like, the stuff that happens when they're watching Uncle's Memories is, like, pretty standard um, fantasy art style shit, right? Um, uh uh-huh. yeah. But then it, it jumps back to what's happening in the real world, and it's this, like, it's got this weird filter all over everything. And everybody has these super simple designs. And honestly, uncle is uglier in reality than in the fantasy world (laughs) where everybody calls him ugly as an orc. Yeah. (laughs) Boy,
1: is he ugly?
0: Yeah. He's,
1: he's, he's definitely hideous.
0: Yes. Like this is not one of those things where they're just like overreact, overreacting or something. No, he just, he has no looks.
1: (laughs) I wouldn't call him an orc, but I can see where they get it.
0: To be fair, we've never seen the orcs in the fantasy world.
1: That's true, we haven't. They might look
0: exactly like him. Yeah. <laughs> what, if, what if the orcs are all just clones of him?
1: Uh, man, was it the most recent episode or the episode before where we get the incredibly cool thing where he just gives his powers to... Um,
0: I think that's his... the most recent episode.
1: Yeah. Oh, that was so... Yeah, he Taka-fumi. gives Takafumi
0: yeah. his powers and they're both just flying through the air. And then Takafumi <laughs> uses it to like be jealous of his not-girlfriend.
1: Yeah.
0: Like, he's, <laughs> man, he's
1: such an idiot, but in ways that are completely believable...
0: Uh... I mean, considering <laughs> yeah, what her brother looks like... Yes. <laughs> uh. If there's anyone uglier than Uncle, let me tell you, it's fucking What's-Her-Face's brother.
1: Yeah. I'm I'm really, really hoping that at least some of the girls from the other world come through.
0: I don't think they are.
1: But I really would love for that to happen. It
0: really feels like they aren't going to. I know. (laughs) I I think it would have happened by now. Elf would be here by now.
1: Yeah, and man, I was... For a second there, I was thinking that she had, but no, he just has the ability to turn into any person he's seen before.
0: Right. And also gender... Uh, like, I don't feel like that was him turning into elf. It just felt like his gender bent version was inspired by elf.
1: Okay, yeah.
0: Like, like, that's the vibe I got from that. But again, the art style in the reality is different than in the fantasy, so maybe it was supposed to just be elf.
1: I mean, definitely has elf ears. Yes.
0: So. It did. Uh, uh. The show is great.
1: It is definitely go watch it. Like
0: this is if Netflix ever allows us to finish it, this is a classic. Like (laughs) in the making.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Um, Lucifer and the Biscuit Hammer is one that I'm going to hold on to because it's going to the next season as well. It's a holdover, and um, it's also mid.
0: I mean, that was it, the feeling started, I was getting.
1: It started interesting, like there was potential, and then it hasn't really at all gone ahead with that potential. Gone mm. anywhere with it. Like, we're, we're at a point where, yes, the alchemist, or whatever, has, the, the bad guy, is here.
0: Okay. They finally um, introduced a real villain.
1: Yes. Um, We've, we've been introduced to all of the remaining um, Knights. Cast of Knights, yeah. Uh, which one of them has already betrayed them, although only one of the other knights knows about it. Um, he's He's gone to work for the, the bad dude. Um, and the person who knows about it is also like... He is very much like the bad dude because he um...
0: Is it, the, uh, is it the gulps. Monk's brother?
1: It's the fat dude.
0: The fat... I, I don't think I meant the fat oh, dude. Oh,
1: no, the, the betrayer? No. Uh, <laughs> no, monk Monk's brother is actually a good guy now.
0: Okay, after killing his brother?
1: I mean, he didn't kill him.
0: Oh, I thought you said he his, did.
1: No, his brother died from a golem. Oh,
0: okay. Um,
1: but, yeah. He wanted to kill him. (laughs) And um, apparently his brother's wish when he died was to give all of his power to main character Kun. Um, And so now he's become kind of the new target for uh, brother. Okay. uh, Also, supposedly, there's... So there's the alchemist bad guy dude. There's the uh, princess of the world who's being like supposedly that's the um, the the girl, right? But at at the same time, she is her own power, and what? so she is the Lucifer of the Lucifer and the biscuit hammer. Um. And so she is doing things that, like, Alchemist dude doesn't expect because she isn't, like, she is and she isn't the princess. I, I don't know. It's, it's That's weird. confusing. It, like, there, there's, there's at least, uh, plot points happening now, which is a nice change.
0: Okay. <laughs> they spent a while uh-huh. doing nothing.
1: Yeah, a good long while doing nothing. Okay. Most of the first season was worthless. <laughs> um, but I'm this far into it, so
0: you're stuck. Keep
1: going. Yep. <laughs> All right. So that's what last season was. You dropped everything except for those four.
0: Right. It wasn't a we good to season. Talk
1: about. No, in a lot of ways, it wasn't.
0: So, have you watched any of the new ones that I have up here?
1: Uh, I have.
0: In okay, fact. M- highlight one of them. Ah, <laughs> uh, ah! Uh! Reincarnated I as s- a sword is some baby brain shit. This. Like, I've never seen a show talk down to a dumber audience while also have fucking goddamn blood everywhere. Like, like, children cannot watch this, but the story level is baby shit.
1: Well, that's that's because you didn't watch uh, Skeleton Knight. (laughs) Because... That was what Skeleton
0: Knight was. Let's see. What, what what were the comments I have here? What's the point of him being a sword if he can immediately wield himself? Like, like he starts out with telekinesis. He has telekinesis yeah. by default and starts swinging himself around. And then he, the rest of the episode, he's like, I wish I had a wielder. It'd be really cool to have a wielder. Dude, you're your own wielder.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, so that's more of like the the vending machine sort of thing of like I wish someone would use me, right? And as a sword, you want to be used, oh, wielded by another
0: person. But like vending machine no? gets it right by not immediately handing oh, all I, of the I, fucking not... cool powers to to Boxo.
1: Yeah, I'm, absolutely. I we can we can both fully agree that vending machine gets it right and this one doesn't
0: <laughs> um, um i do yeah, appreciate was, not having slavery be a good thing for once yes yeah, <laughs> yeah
1: that's definitely
0: first episode made it pretty clear people who own slaves suck uh yeah. so that, and, and weird that i have to say that's weird slaves,
1: so yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'll
1: probably give it another episode
0: I hate anime so much That I have to give it points for being like Slavery's bad Yeah <laughs> um, um I also just hated I hate the design of the sword Like the eyes in, uh, Especially yeah,
1: I don't like yeah, the, I eyes the, the eyes on the sword Yeah I I can agree with that <laughs> Um so tell me how the Oh no nope, I thought I had seen it on here. Um Tell me how Raven of the Inner Palace is, because it is one of the ones that I intend to give a shot, but I you know, it it hadn't come out by the last time I checked and
0: Okay. So Raven of the Inner Palace is this really beautiful like, period piece thing um, taking place in what I assume is, like, China or, like, fantasy world China. Everyone has, like, Chinese names.
1: Uh, Gotcha. Yeah.
0: And it's got magic in it and... Like the, the Ray, the Raven consort is just as she's just a 16 year old girl who lives deep inside the palace and has no contact with anybody. And she has magic powers that can grant people wishes or or like solve their problems for them. But as she explains immediately to the prince when he, or the emperor rather, when he comes to visit her, uh, like there's always a price to pay whenever you do that. So like she explains if you want a curse to be laid on somebody then you have to dig two graves. You know, like I'll kill the person you you want to kill, but you'll pay with your life. Like like that kind of thing. And and so he asks her to find an uh, the pair to an earring that he found that he thinks is possessed by a ghost or belongs to a ghost. And it is. It, oh. it, it, it is owned by a ghost. And we see the ghost and she's like a courtesan from, from the palace. From within his dynasty. Which means that she was a courtesan at the palace either during his, his father's, or his grandfather's lifetime. Gotcha. And up to this point, the show is really interesting. After <laughs> this point, the show... The raven consort disguises herself and uh, as just like a regular court lady and goes and talks to the other court ladies. And what this is, is a full half of the show being just a fucking exposition dump all over you. I, you need a notepad to understand what the fuck was happening. I still don't quite... I'm still not quite sure if I know... What was happening? Um, okay. Basically, there was a courtesan, the third courtesan, um, got poisoned and died, and uh, this other, like, like her, her lady-in-waiting or whatever was blamed for it and executed. This might also be the emperor's mom, but I felt like these were two different stories being told. This third courtesan might be the emperor's mom, um. Okay. Because the Empress Dowager, uh, came in, ma- married married the Emperor after the current Emperor's mom, um, and then like sh- shoved her down the social totem pole in- until she was the Empress Dowager was at the head of it and just let like yeah. making fun of the other lady, and. Then, at some point, the Empress, like, the actual Empress died, and they started, like, treating the current Emperor really badly, and then he had to take over the country by force from the Empress Dowager. Like, it was just a whole bunch of shit thrown at me.
1: (laughs) I will wait until episode two is out to see so i can watch two of them back to back and see if if i like the two of them if i'll continue
0: it's a really good looking show and if it can if it can find a way to like pace its exposition out better then yeah. it would be a good show but it just it really took like the middle portion of the episode and just shoved all the information you needed at you all at once to the point where it was incomprehensible okay yeah,
1: I also watched. I've somehow gotten stronger when I improved my farm-related. This one,
0: Romeo like van Dead. I,
1: I I will likely keep watching this one, Romeo uh,
0: van Dead.
1: This is this is one of the the mini uh, fantasy uh, uh, anime that is an isekai but isn't. Um,
0: <laughs> That's what all fantasy anime are nowadays.
1: Yeah, If well, they're not
0: isekai, they want to be isekai.
1: I, it sounds like Raven of the Inner Palace is a fantasy.
0: Again, I'm not sure if it's not China. <laughs> like, the country yeah. is never named in the first yeah. episode. At no point is the country named. And I don't know enough about Chinese dynasties to know if the dynasty they named was a real one.
1: Okay. <laughs> um. So, yeah, it's... It's, it's got, like, levels, and there's... You can open up screens in front of you to show your class and your skill levels and stuff, and... It, I... Uh,
0: they could have it's made always... a really good comedy anime <clears throat> by making a season out of this first episode. Like, <laughs> well, like okay. a whole so season your, your of, argument, like... Your
1: argument is that uh, it's... It, it doesn't um, lead up to anything. It's it's like you immediately jump to the highest level threat. But you don't know that that's true. This could be a high level threat, but...
0: I didn't say highest level. This... I said way too high a level. <laughs>
1: I mean, like, it's it's all... Contextual. The like, bad guy is breaking
0: through lied. magic sword, magic shields left and right. He summons a whole ass army to the to the capital. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's way I mean, too I'm, high. I'm, I'm, I'm
1: fine with all of that. For episode uh, one. I'm, I'm fine with all of that. Um, it it just needs to ramp up further from there. <laughs> so.
0: The thing is, uh, if it this... keeps ramping up further with each episode, by episode six, they'll be at Tengen Tapa Guren Logon levels.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly.
0: Like, like the end of Guren Logon levels. Yeah. That's a <laughs> Where do you go at from episode seven then? <laughs>
1: Beyond <laughs> Um This is likely one I will keep watching. <laughs>
0: I will too just because I want to make fun of it. This it's it's such an embarrassingly bad show. But not in the way that like I want to hang myself like reincarnated as a sword makes me want to do. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh all right. Uh talk about one of the other two you you've got on there.
0: Uh beast tamer or as I'm calling it Banished from the hero's party, a kid from the last dungeon boonies picks up girls for his slave harem. Uh, as you can tell from yeah. what I called it, it's an extremely derivative show. Yes. <laughs>
1: it, it was one that my wife and I looked at and we we're like, we could watch this, but we won't. <laughs> and then we moved on because we knew that this this show is going to be the middest show here. Yes. It's, it's so derivative and also like the, the slavery and shit. And like, it's, it's, it's just, it's not going to be good.
0: So let's start with the slavery aspect. So he's a beast tamer, right? Um, Mm -hmm. which means that he can lay control over, over animals. Um, his uh, the, he gets kicked from the blandest looking hero party that's ever been conceived like absolutely <laughs> i like, I
1: watched I watched the trailer for this just to see what it would be like and it's just a harem
0: tales of fantasia has a more has more interesting character designs and Ouch. that was made in the mid 90s so <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but like it's re- they're real bad um the the main character Ryan... Rein, rain, 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 sh- Rain Stroud looks like <laughs> Discount it. Bell Crannell. um, just, just white hair, but his, his is different because he has, like, black hair underneath, which makes me think that he's, like, toning it.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Because <laughs> hair doesn't grow like that. Um. And, and immediately after getting kicked from the hero's party, he joins the adventurer's guild and goes to pass the license. And while he's doing that, he runs into a cat girl. And the cat girl is sentient. She is a person. Um, and she's a fucking badass who can curb stomp, uh, big bears instantly. Um, but she, like, obviously instantly falls in love with the dude. And she's like, you're such a strong beast tamer, I bet you could even tame me. And I'm like, oh, God, no. Oh, no. No. I I, I became that meme of fucking... <laughs> Is it it's Michael Scott? Yeah. Yeah, it's The Office. No! No! No, God,
1: No! <laughs>
0: no! <laughs> yeah i became that meme (laughs) and and then they they have a they they blood bond and in the blood bond it, it they treat it like they're they're making some kind of exchange but the only words that are said is that she uh will give him power That that's the that's the only things so it's and there's a brand on the back of her hand to show that she's been tamed. So I'm gonna call that slavery. Um and then immediately he starts uh temp like setting up temporary contracts with little rabbits out in the field and she's like, How are you doing that? You know, even the strongest beast tamers, if they're if they could tame me, they shouldn't be able to tame anything else. And he's like, "Well, everybody, where I come from, can do this, and that's where I got the kid from the last Dungeon Boonies part of the title."
1: Yeah, <laughs> I, just looking from the uh, the trailer and I guess the the cover image, it's gonna end up being a
0: it's a, a harem, it's a slave harem, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but I mean, it's, the, it's, they it, get away with not calling it slavery. You've got a cat
1: girl, and then you've got, like, a demon-succubus-looking uh, girl, and then you've got t-
0: twins. They're probably fairies or elves, which were were also mentioned as ultimate species.
1: No. no, no, he has a cat girl bitch, he's got a succubus bitch, and then he's got twins. <laughs> it's just all kinks. Is what it is. I see. <laughs> oh, sorry. Sorry. More than that, they're lolly twins. So... Oh,
0: great. I did notice that. I was like, some of these girls look really young. I, I, yeah. I don't like that. Uh, don't like that. Okay.
1: Um, one that I, you know, because I wasn't planning on talking about the next season. Uh, I, I watched uh, Mobile Suit Gundam The Witch from Mercury.
0: Oh, I've been... I, I, that's on my list to watch.
1: Okay, it's good. Uh, definitely watch the prologue, although it will wreck you. Okay. It's sad. It's... <laughs> uh, like, I, I don't have, watch Gundam
0: very often, but this one caught my eye.
1: I'm gonna take a short tangent. Uh, TV shows have been wrecking us recently. <laughs>
0: Between, I don't know what you mean.
1: Uh, the the prologue of this, and also... Um, We watched short treks on Paramount+. Plus. It's, like, side stories that tie into, like, bigger character stories um, from Star Trek. And the very first short trek is devastating. (laughs) Like, it fucked us up. We're both sitting there, like, crying, and we're like... Who the fuck made this? <laughs> Why did they make it? It's just sad. Like, damn, <laughs> Oh. sucks. Anyways, Mobile Suit Gundam: The Witch from Mercury has been fantastic so far for the uh, two episodes that are out.
0: How are Zero the mech fights?
1: One. Uh, they're pretty good. They're pretty good. And, 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 yeah, and any time uh, the Gundams actually fighting, it's it's pretty baller
0: okay that's all i need to know like yeah i like a good Um, mech fight
1: Alright, tell me about this one and then basically we'll move on i know you watched spike's family but i don't want to hear how it was because i haven't seen it yet
0: right that's fair uh shinobi there's, there's
1: yeah go go ahead
0: shinobi no ituki is boring um okay it, it, dude finds out that he's the heir to the Iga Ninja Clan. Um,
1: oh, yeah, this one didn't look interesting.
0: No, it's it's not. Um, the, the coolest character wears a mask over her face. She's the main character's childhood friend. She's barely in the first episode. Uh for a second, I thought it was gonna be uh, like like interesting to have a bitchy mom for an anime protag dude because yeah. anime dudes don't usually get to have like mean moms like no anime women anime girls will will have mean moms left and right they're allowed it but dudes yeah. never uh, so I was like oh she seems kind of mean but then she was immediately proven right to be like hey don't go uh to hang out with this girl you barely know who asked you out because she was a rival ninja and she tried to kill him ah. um and then a cop reaches out to him when after he's running away and like gets his neck sliced open by ninjas um and then the main character's uncle shows up and all of the ninjas look to look at the uncle and get ready to fight including the cop who picks himself up off the ground without a sliced neck. So I was like, huh. what was the point of that? <laughs> y- yeah. <laughs> right,
1: Unless so I just
0: there's... misunderstood what happened there.
1: <laughs> yeah. We probably won't talk about anime for another week two, or two. three weeks. Like, we, well, yeah, we'll, we'll skip at least one week before talking about it again. But yeah. the, the other shows I intend to have tried out by that point, include Chainsaw Man. Uh, oh, that's coming out! It is. Oh, I'm gonna watch so,
0: Chainsaw episode, Man so hard.
1: Episode 1 is in 6 days.
0: Oh. Um,
1: uh I will be watching Mob Psycho 100. Yes. Season 3. Um, I'm going to be giving The Eminence and Shadow
0: a chance. I don't, I don't know what that is. I don't is.
1: know whether it's gonna be good.
0: I uh, should just go to my anime well, list and yeah. look at what's well, coming out. Well, well
1: yeah, <laughs> we'll talk about it when we get there. Uh, I'm gonna give Urusei Yatsura uh, a chance. It's a remake of an old show, and um, er, yeah, uh, I'll give it a shot. But it
0: it, it looks, looks like, like an, an old, old show.
1: show. <laughs> yeah. So we'll see how that goes. It's it's one I'm giving a chance to.
0: Oh man, um, there's more Golden Kamuy. I haven't watched Golden Kamuy since like second season.
1: Yeah, not going to be watching that. Uh, I'm this this season's cute girls doing cute things uh seasons that I intend to watch are Do It Yourself. Which I was going to watch that. Uh yeah, cute girls doing DIY stuff and uh Butchie the Rock. Oh, looks like it, it looks like it's going to be cute girls doing banned
0: like maybe it'll be k-on but with more plot <laughs>
1: i doubt um oh shit this is one that i actually have watched uh management of a novice alchemist um where it's uh i uh was not banished from the heroes party but i still ended up an alchemist way out in the woods
0: <laughs> I didn't realize there was a fifth season of Yoamushi Petal Jeez. I
1: don't know what that is either and I'm Cycling anime the, the Little Lies We All Tell um, a shot as well which looks like a slice of life sci-fi comedy
0: I and was going to watch watching. this Vazrock of the animation but I, I like clicked on the first episode And immediately, or not the first episode, I clicked on, like, the title, and all of the reviews underneath were like, this show is fucking garbage, so I'm gonna watch, (laughs) I'm gonna watch it.
1: Okay, you're gonna watch at least one? Yeah. Um, Oh yeah, that doesn't look good. (laughs) And I guess beyond that, I will be watching, um, Sword Art Online Progressive, Karaki Yami no Shirzo. Cause uh, that's oh, coming out soon.
0: Is there a progressive movie coming out? Sixteen
1: days. Yep.
0: <laughs> you, betcha. you you do love yourself some progressive.
1: I do. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Game facts.
0: The facts about the Silent Hill. Hey, <laughs> it's
1: caught on. It's a thing now officially.
0: Silent Hill is a survival horror game, didn't need to tell you that, developed by Team Silent at Konami and published for PlayStation.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's it. It's one of those exclusives.
0: It is. In Silent Hill, you play as Harry Mason as he searches the titular town for his adopted daughter Cheryl, while also fending off monsters and stopping a cult from fully summoning their deity.
1: Who is also Cheryl?
0: Yeah. <laughs> also, Cheryl... You, have, you, have,
1: have, you, have you played Silent Hill?
0: Not the first one. I have two and three oh. on uh, PS2. Okay. Cheryl's the protagonist of Silent Hill 3.
1: Oh. Yeah. Okay.
0: Uh, The intention behind development was to induce psychological horror via fear of the unknown. As such, the plot is vague and occasionally contradictory. The field of vision is fixed at third person, which would normally provide a greater field of view. But they immediately temper that with considerable fog and occasional scripted dramatic camera angle changes. Resident Evil style.
1: Yeah, it's it's less than Resident Evil because Resident Evil, like, you... (laughs) You walk two feet and it changes the, yeah. the camera angle. <laughs> this it's like you're you're fine for most of it, and then you enter a room and it's like dun dun dun. And yeah, like, the camera angle changes.
0: It doesn't go as hard as Resident Evil,
1: um, which is good because that's bad.
0: Silent Hill also inspired by my favorite horror movie that I just watched with my girlfriend, and she said was bad. Uh, Jacob's Ladder.
1: <laughs> Interesting.
0: Yeah the uh the the thing they do in Jacob's ladder where they like um under crank the the film so so that the heads move like choppily and shit uh yeah that was used for Silent Hill too to make the the monsters look creepy and also okay. like very specifically the scene where they wheel Jacob on a hospital gurney through a, an ever more deranged hallway um yeah. Was used for the, like, inspired the really creepy ways the game gets grosser. Okay. Yeah. Jacob's Ladder is a good movie, even if some people say it's not. (laughs) Uh, Nearly the entire game is set in the fog and dark, with only very rare light fixtures. And you need light in order to see both where to go, where enemies are, and to read your maps as you find them. You do at least get a pen light early in the game, though that only illuminates a couple feet ahead of you.
1: I like the fact that you just can't read your maps at all if you're not near a light source.
0: Oh, really? Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah you you have no map unless you're near a light source.
0: Oh, wow. I, I, I want to play this game, but the last time I saw it, it was like $44, and I'm sure it's gone up Oof. by now. Probably. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, in addition to make you feel more in character and helpless there is no heads up display and as an ordinary human you can't survive many (laughs) blows from enemies or sprint for very long at all also as he's clearly not from the united states south he's inexperienced with firearms meaning your aim is very unsteady hey now it's not just the south it's anywhere (laughs) where there aren't people
1: (laughs) you're right you're right
0: my bad, my bad, Every place that is sparsely populated loves guns in America. You're,
1: you're, you are absolutely correct. That is, that is I accept the, uh, the correction there.
0: <laughs> Forcing players to constantly open their menu to look at their health, know when they're out of stamina, or have absolutely no idea when enemies are nearby would be utter crap to players. So the, the developers provided other means of knowing. Using the DualShock controller's rumble feature, you can feel your heartbeat when your health is low. Harry will gasp for breath after sprinting until you're okay again to run. And a radio you grab early on will give audible static bursts when creatures are nearby. Like, it's just a really excellent way of building your game.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, it, there is one slight problem with it which is that uh this game was produced for the playstation right which means that the dualshock controllers were not necessarily rumble guaranteed yeah (laughs) i like dualshock are by default rumble but
0: you didn't have to be using a dualshock to play this game is the problem it's not
1: like the I mean, like, not even the PS2. You can use non-DualShock on the PS2, but...
0: Very it, few of at those least, exist,
1: though. At, at, at least DualShock came with the PS2. Yeah. It, whereas, like, PS1? Nuh-uh. They didn't even have sticks when it first came out.
0: <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, this is really cool. Yeah. Um, I talk a lot of shit about Konami all day, but... They used to make good games.
1: Yeah, we'll get there.
0: Developed by Team Silent, it was composed of a litany of staff members who had failed at other projects at Konami, and were intending to leave the company due to Konami being a big old turd who only cares about profits and working with the Yakuza, but is bad at just about everything. Yeah. Like
1: Good old Yakuza.
0: Konami, notorious frontman for Yakuza. Yep. (laughs) Yeah. Like...
1: (laughs) And gosh, with everything that they've done recently, they are bad at just about everything.
0: Yeah, they've forgotten how to make good games.
1: They've forgotten how to make games.
0: This is also true. They put out, like, maybe (laughs) one a year. Maybe. Yeah like tops one a year (laughs) unless you count pachinko machines
1: which we don't
0: which we don't uh speaking of turd konami management wanted silent hill to be successful stateside but had no real path to do that nor ideas regarding that fortunately this meant that early on konami lost faith in the game and since it was still early 3d era there was still a lot of artistic freedom so the devs ignored Konami's goals and made the game they actually wanted, which, ironically, made it successful stateside. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, that's what happens when you stop caring about what Americans would make and start caring about what humans would make, or would like.
0: Right. Because, because it turns out humans did, they... just like a lot of the same things.
1: Yeah. It, w- when you make something for humans it makes it for humans everywhere not just in Japan or in America which honestly is the better way to do things yes cuz would you rather target the United States or the entire populace of the earth
0: <laughs> because that's who's heard of silent hill
1: yeah I, I i think i think we know which one would be better
0: right uh, because of this, the the developers hit on a good concept that sold really well, and were permitted to make three sequels to it, before Konami fully realized their goal and disbanded Team Silent, and handed the IP over to Western, Western developers to finish the rest of the series. And two of those sequels would be amazing, and the third one would be... what? <laughs> uh... Like, I think I think Silent Hill The Room was actually intended to be a different game, and then they just slapped Silent Hill on it.
1: Well, that's Silent Hill 4, The Room. That was R- made by... Um, right,
0: that's the third sequel. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was talking about. Sorry. I, I got I made it confusing by, calling, by saying the third one. I was talking about Silent Hill 4. Yes. Yeah. Like, Silent Hill 2 and 3, fucking... Classics. Horror classics. Uh, Silent Hill 4 of The Room, also good, but like, what? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, what happened here? And I, I think I remember reading at some point that it was just an entirely different game that got slapped with the Silent Hill title. Yeah. Uh, all of the key members of Team Silent then went their separate ways to Kojima Productions, to Virtual Heroes Inc., to make Siren, the the sound director, Akira Yamaoka, went on to Grasshopper Manufacture and helped make No More Heroes, fucking fantastic, before coming back yep. shortly to help on the Silent Hill movie, which combines elements from the first four games that he had helped with.
1: Yeah, it's kind of a mosh of the four of them.
0: What's Virtual Heroes? Um, Have they, they made anything? I f- know uh,
1: uh, America's Army. Don't know it. Oh, wow! It that, was um, that's it. It was a it was a video game. They supposedly they make serious games. Uh, it was a video game produced in conjunction with the U.S. Army uh, to help create uh, like train new soldiers. But also, it was just sold as is. Uh, <laughs> and lots of people bought it and played it.
0: See, I try not to consume things that uh, were made oh, with the help of the yeah. U.S. Army.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: As a yeah, person the, the, who the, had a military father, I hate the Army.
1: Yeah. Now, the Air Force on the other hand, Stargate SG-1 is fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> consume that shit all day.
0: I'll I'll leave no comment. Certainly, there are other games in the series to talk about, and we'll do that next week. But the first game stands alone in a lot of ways, and Konami has come back to it many times, with the Game Boy Advance visual novel version titled Play Novel Silent Hill, as well as the very bad reimagining Silent Hill Shattered Memories.
1: And that, with the inclusions of Very Bad, was just the facts.
0: I included a lot this time, because I actually, uh, I know some facts just off the dome about Silent Hill. Yeah. Uh, Because I like Jacob's Ladder a lot. It's one of my top ten movies.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, The first game feels a lot different than many of the ones that come after, because, like, I feel like Silent Hill is well known for a lot of things that are featured later, like Pyramid Head. I feel like he's iconic in the Silent Hills uh, franchise.
0: He's really but. only in two.
1: Well, he shows up in three, also, doesn't he?
0: I think in like one of the like like weird endings. Because also, we didn't mention it, but the 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 Silent Hill games always have like multiple endings. And those oh, include yeah. just like out of left field where like one of the endings to the first game is that Harry Mason can just get abducted by aliens.
1: Yeah, that's that's the joke ending is that he's just it, it's a alien abduction and that explains everything. And it comes back
0: um, in yes. a, in 2 and 3 where uh James and Cheryl can both also get abducted by those same aliens. <laughs>
1: um, yeah, there's there's both a bad and a bad plus and a good and a good plus ending um so it you either get the bad or the good ending and then depending on how well or poorly you do in those you get worse or better endings
0: yeah but also certain endings can just trigger and be weird
1: yeah
0: <laughs> yeah yeah Like, as far as I'm aware, there's no rhyme or reason to the UFO ending happening. It just happens sometimes. Yeah.
1: (laughs) So, uh, Pyramid Head shows up in the movie. Um, Makes sense. also shows up in the number five, Silent Hill Homecoming, uh, as the bogeyman.
0: Okay. Um, Yeah. Yeah, like Pyramid Head can't just can't be in too many of the games because he's very he's a character that exists in relation to the protagonist of two. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, like it'd be weird if he kept popping up after that. Yeah. Uh, All right. So, are you ready for this very long recap?
1: Oh gosh.
0: Yeah. (laughs) This is.
1: It was. a lot happened in this book.
0: It's a dense book. <laughs> yeah. So again, you know the rules, John. Whenever you feel like interjecting, just do it and we can have a little conversation. But otherwise <laughs> I'm going to read through this and yep. try You're not probably to
1: probably make... just gonna read through this.
0: <laughs> Alright. So this week we read Infinite Dendrogram two which is titled The Beasts of Undeath. Um, The book opens, getting you prepared for some of the harsh topics that will be dealt with in the book, namely child kidnapping, murder, sacrifice, and cannibalism. Uh, I appreciate the prologue a lot, because it allows you to choose whether you'll keep reading or not rather than waiting for the midpoint of the book to drop this all on you which is what would happen if this prologue didn't exist
1: correct yeah it's it's very nice having that there
0: yeah uh, the Goose Maze gang are a ring of child kidnappers operating in the mountains near Gideon, led by the Lich Maze, who seeks the superior job King of Corpses for its immortality, and the strong Gladiator Goose, an ox-headed man with a taste for human flesh. And these are, neither of these are monsters. It is very explicitly spelled out that these two are people. Um, well, because are monst- the, they're monsters in the human sense, in that they're monstrous, but they're not like game monsters that have names over their head and shit.
1: Yeah, both of them are teens, though. Yeah. To be clear.
0: Yeah. <laughs> the book The book proper starts with Ray and company arriving in Gideon, following the battle with Gardranda. They're all tired, but they split up the 1 million Lear bounty for Gardranda, Ray getting 300,000, and Marie and Rook both getting 150,000. The remainder is set aside for some kind of surprise Marie will have for them in three dendrogram days. This will not come up in this book. Uh. Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, and Marie technically gets 50,000, but she also gets a hundred thousand to pay back for the elixir and the yes. other potions that she used. So it's a net gain of fifty thousand. But yes, the, but the she day.
0: out of the one million she got paid one hundred fifty. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Ray sleeps through the night, then wakes up and hops right back into Dend- infinite dendrogram, like the true gamer he is. He heads out of Gideon first thing to test out his new gauntlets from Gardranda. He almost kills himself testing the fire gauntlet because he didn't realize the flames would spew forth out the face on the back, but otherwise the flames work fantastic. The miasma gauntlet, on the other hand, is incredibly difficult to use. It functions much the same as the, the flames. However, the miasma is a gas and readily blows back in Ray's face. It's strong, but just as dangerous to Rey as to uh, as to his enemies. I wrote that down in here wrong. Yep. Uh, he also accidentally eats the fruit of a monster he miasmas and debuffs himself, something I mentioned because it will come back in a big way later. While suffering these debuffs, he's aided by a man in a penguin suit who calls himself Dr. Flamingo. And by aided, I mean his debuffs go away, but he's left with a set of dog ears. We also learned the three things Ray has dedicated himself to never wearing. Glasses, women's clothing, and animal headbands. All In right, that out order.
1: Of curiosity: Does he wear all three of these throughout the course of the series?
0: Um, I have not seen him wearing glasses or women's clothing. Okay. Uh, also, side note. I really thought that... During this book, like, like they would have, he would have gone more, in in later books, he starts talking about, like, shit his sister would do to him. And I really thought (laughs) this, this was one of the instances where he was going to go on a little story about his sister. But the sister doesn't come up in this book at all. Okay. I I was really prepared for that happening, but it never did, because I'd really like the opportunity to talk about the sister and how crazy she seems to be. (laughs) Uh, Moving on. (laughs) Otherwise satisfied with the test results, Ray heads back into town to shop for new gear. He runs into Rook, who hasn't slept at all and has a cool new coat, and then gets distracted by a capsule vending machine inside the shop. He spends the maximum amount the machine will accept, 100,000 liar, and is rewarded with a permit to the Tomb Labyrinth he doesn't need.
1: <laughs> How many more times are they going to bring that fucking shit up?
0: I think that's the last time the Tomb Labyrinth is going Thank to come up. goodness. <laughs> he hands it to Rook and spends another 100,000, this time rewarded with a capsule labeled X, an unknown ranking. They go from F to S. Rook also spends 100000 at the vending machine and gets an S-capsule, and when he sees what's inside it, they hurry out of the store. Rook had received a UBM reward similar to Ray's Gardranda Gauntlets. As it turns out, if the owner of a UBM reward dies, because some of those are Teans, then their rewards go into the vending machine loot pool. Rook wants to keep this a secret, as it could potentially lead to Masters killing Teans in hopes of receiving their UBM rewards later. Which would be like an insane thing to do, but you know some of them would do it. Yeah. Yeah. When going to a restaurant to feed the ever ravenous nemesis, Ray runs into Liliana, searching for another lost little girl. <laughs> this time, the princess of the kingdom, Elizabeth S. Alter. She will not factor into this story. <laughs> After <laughs> she, she has no presence. After eating, Ray and Nemesis head back out to the field to open his capsule and are greeted by Zephyrus Silver, a mechanical horse that nevertheless seems to have a mind of its own. Ray attempts to ride Silver, but falls flat on his face. Unfortunately for Ray, he jumped from no class straight into paladin, meaning he never learned the horse riding skill. Embarrassed, Ray puts Silver in his inventory and heads back into town to find a way to make money and buy an accessory that will give him the horse riding skill since he spent all his money acquiring silver in the first place. Luck will not be on his side, however, as he finds a gang of thugs attempting to kidnap a girl in an alleyway, who herself was trying to pay the ransom on her already kidnapped brother. Just as Ray steps out to intervene, however, a dashing knight by the name of Hugo steps out as well. He talks a big game, but starts getting his ass handed to him by four of the five guys. The fifth attempts to take the girl, but Ray punches him out instantly, and the others take off. That was funny. Yes, it was. (laughs) Ray Ray thought he was about to, like, be in a brawl, but instead he he punches the guy clear to the other side of the alley.
1: (laughs) It's like, oh... Oh, yeah, I get 100% more uh, strength strength with this this Gardranda gauntlet.
0: Right. (laughs) My strength is ridiculous right now compared to my level. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Introductions between Ray and Hugo are exchanged, and we learned that while Hugo has a high level, they're not in any direct combat jobs, and so his stats beyond things like HP, MP, dexterity, and such have never gone up. What did you feel about Hugo?
1: I feel like Hugo was like this character that they're going to be like, oh yeah, here's this character, and we'll see them for a bit, and then you won't ever see them. Hey, hey, they're going to show up every five minutes now.
0: Uh, I'll tell you that that's not true. Uh, Hugo I know
1: showing up in the next book. Yes,
0: they but... show they're going to be relevant for the next two books, and then they'll have a side story like five books later. And then volume 16, which I have coming to me in the mail, seems to be from Hugo's point of view.
1: Okay,
0: yeah, so Are they,
1: is, is it only up to 16 currently?
0: Uh, 17 comes out in February. Okay, yeah. <sighs> Ray starts to worry about the thugs who escaped, but Hugo's partner, Psycho, a woman dressed entirely in white, rounds the corner with them in tow. The little girl meets back up with them, and they accept a quest to save her little brother, ranked at a difficulty of eight. I will remind the audience that the demi dragon worms that Ray fought when he was zero, that quest was a difficulty of five. They leave the yeah. thugs tied up to be captured by the guards when the girl brings them in and speed out of town to the fortress in the nearby mountains where her brother is supposedly held.
1: Did you look back to see what that difficulty was?
0: No, I just knew it off the top of my head.
1: Okay, because I didn't remember what it was, and I was frustrated again when it was like, man, this is a difficulty of eight, and I'm like, ah, d- out of what? Ten? I don't know. Yeah, it <laughs> doesn't- unfortunately, it-
0: <laughs> it, it never it tells us what a it's out little of
1: bit it, it's it, it goes into a little bit more of like yeah this should be very difficult So like okay cool now I know that eight means this is very difficult but yeah the, that it's still frustrating just numbers and a void mean nothing
0: yeah for like it, it works if you remember that like for perspective, the the demi dragon worm den underneath that that dungeon before that quest ranked it at a five and that almost killed Ray. Yes. And Liliana. Well,
1: to be fair, he was level zero.
0: That's also true. But Liliana was having a tough time, and she's like the commander of the fucking knights. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yep.
0: To get there sooner, Hugo reveals to Ray that he's actually a mech pilot from the Drif Imperium, but we don't have time to think about why he'd be here because there are children to save. They rush through the forest on his mech until they find the fortress. Hugo attacks the bandits outside as some of them come up the road transporting cages, presumably full of children, and after sufficient commotion has been raised, Hugo throws a smoke bomb to hide Ray as he and Nemesis rush inside to find the kidnapped children. Outside, Hugo puts up a strong fight against the bandits, while trying not to let them know he's there to help the kids. Because otherwise they'd just, like, start killing the kids to to fuck with them. Yeah. Since he's clearly from Drif, the only place with mech technology, they assume he's there treasure hunting. His mech is strong, but not all powerful, so he does sustain significant damage, but eventually wipes them all out. However, Goose then appears and instantly mops the floor with Hugo before chowing down for a midday snack, forcing Hugo to use a skill he had been holding back to use for some unknown plan. However, Goose, making his way to the carriages full of children, forces his hand. He calls on the power of his embryo, to who Psycho Coquitas. actually is. Coquitus? Okay, I've never known how to pronounce that.
1: Yeah, it's, it's Cocutus. Cocutus.
0: Uh, and turns his broken mech into a giant cathedral of ice. Uh, how would you pronounce Psycho, then? Uh, psycho. Okay.
1: Yeah, I, it, I believe it's just... It's close, but it's not the same thing.
0: Yeah, but like... Uh, I like that she's introduced as if she's a master, and, and then it's revealed that he has a maiden embryo himself. Uh, Yes. When I first read it, that was a really fun twist.
1: I mean, there's there's a good bit of foreshadowing there. Yeah. He instantly knows about the Maiden type, and when he talks to him as like, oh, you're a Maiden user, so... This thing is probably true about you,
0: but Hugo's also a more experienced player than Ray, so you're able to kind of like be, like, oh, well, he's just he's met more people than Ray has.
1: Yeah, but at the same time, we it's it's been pretty well stated at this point that maidens are rare.
0: Yeah, they're really they're rare. Really
1: rare. So
0: they're not never see them rare, but they're they're pretty rare. Yeah, like. If I think off the top of my head, I know of three characters in the books that have Maiden Embryos. <laughs> <laughs> and two of them are Rey and Hugo. Yeah. Inside, Rey is rushing through the dungeon and facing the horrors within. Confronted with a horde of undead children, he and Nemesis grit their teeth and blaze a path through them, gaining the skill Purifying silver light along the way which at any other time would be cause for celebration. They reach the lich's chamber... (laughs) What, John?
1: (laughs) Just keep going.
0: (laughs) They reach the lich's chambers and find the remaining children sleeping in cages as if under a spell, and a single child lying in a magic circle, stepping over the skeleton of what appears to be a horseman, not a centaur, Ray picks up the child and starts to walk away until he hears the word "die" and feels a knife penetrate his neck. Um, at this point, the book starts to be written from Maze's point of view. Yeah, which is really fun, considering yeah. what I'm about to read. <laughs> The Lich Maze had laid a trap for Rey and had succeeded. Ray lays motionless, but not dead, and the Lich gloats about his victory and the great amounts of grudge, which he's been converting to magic power, he's getting from Rey, despite him being an undying master. Usually, masters don't care too much if they're dying or what's happening around them, because it's just a game. Like, who cares? Yeah. However, his victory is short-lived as Ray stands up, flag halberd in hand, and slices the Lich's arm off with purifying silver light, ensuring the undead necromancer will never be able to return it. The Lich takes off down the hallways, but Ray chases him down with silver, not riding him, but gripping the reins and essentially allowing the horse to drag him along for the chase. This is cool as shit. <laughs> it is <laughs>
1: and which which would deal like a fuckload of damage to him except he was poisoned and since he's got the um the spear the halberd out uh-huh. that, that's reversed so he's just
0: he's healing the damage all he's all taking damage. yeah it's yeah. fantastic <laughs> the lich calls undead out of the walls but ray handily destroys them without even slowing down Finally, they reach outside and the lich's hopes are crushed when he sees the giant cathedral of ice and the frozen head of goose mounted on a pike. This, this was metal as fuck. Yes. <laughs> like, like, Hugo just needs like Pantera playing for all of his scenes. Yes. <laughs> Maze tries to run back, but Ray is there. And while the lich gets off a powerful grudge-fueled attack, Nemesis eats it with counter-absorption, and he's killed while begging for his life, like a little baby bitch. Yep. <laughs> Hugo and Ray head back inside to help the children in the cages. Outside, the five thugs from earlier had escaped the guards and returned to find the whole gang dead. And they could have just left. They could have. Yep. <laughs> nope.
1: But they didn't.
0: But they didn't. They break Maze's inventory and start looting it when they come across an egg. It attaches to the man who picks it up and activates a spell upon recognizing the witch's death. It sucks the life out of him out of him and three of the others while soaking up all the grudge on the blood-stained battlefield before coalescing into a corpse-made UP- UBM, the Revenant Oxhorse Goose Maze, and eating the final gang member. <laughs> this was genuinely disgusting.
1: It was, yeah. No, like, any... any writing about this is disgusting.
0: Like, yeah, like, like, Goose Maze really as a thing is disgusting, and but the creation of it, the detail that goes into it is just like...
1: Yeah. The author definitely pulled out their thesaurus and, and tried to make this extra gross.
0: Uh-huh. And it, it worked! <laughs> yeah. It did. <laughs> it doesn't read like... I broke out of thesaurus, it reads like I really wanted to write this really disgusting thing that happened.
1: Yeah. And they did. <laughs> and it was gross.
0: <laughs> Ray and Hugo come outside with the children to find Guzmay is thoroughly destroying what remained of Hugo's mech. Ray and Nemesis run off to distract it, noticing something strange about their damage counter, while Hugo and Psycho move to start getting the carriages moving. Nemesis realizes that when the Lich's grudge is in control of the monster, their damage counter, and thus the damage Vengeance's mind could do to the creature, shoots way up. So they attempt to instigate it into primarily using Maze's grudge, while they search for the monster's core using the flame gauntlet and purifying silver light. Unfortunately, Ray did start this game only a couple of days ago, so at one point the creature catches a weak point and knocks Ray flying through the woods. Nemesis is able to cushion his blow to a tree enough to keep him from dying, but Ray is knocked unconscious. Nemesis distracts Goose while Ray dreams of his past.
1: Yeah, whatever.
0: (laughs) This
1: was weird.
0: This was weird. In his dream, he's talking to a red and black silhouette who wants to see the moment when Ray became the person who he is, and they trade questions back and forth while watching the scene unfold. When Ray was a kid, his brother Shu participated in a tournament called Unkra. It's basically a mixed martial arts battle royale that only ends when people are knocked out or dead. Ray was going to see his brother's final match when a girl falls into the road in front of Truckkun. Ray runs in to help her, but isn't fast enough to actually pull her out of the way, due to being a child, only truly managing to increase the potential casualties. However, right in the nick of time, Shu, who had come out of the venue to meet with Ray, rushes out and saves him, but his right leg is broken by the vehicle. However, he goes on to fight in the tournament, telling Ray when his brother tries to stop him, the possibility is always there, with your will. Possibility is the ARC word of the entire series.
1: Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. So far.
0: Forever. Forever. The the word possibility is the entire point of the series.
1: (laughs) I mean, every single time there's, like, a a big bad boss or something, it's always like, is there a possibility I could beat it?
0: If so, then I'll fight. If so, then, yeah. Uh Oh, Embarrassingly, Shu would then go on to win the tournament in a one-hit KO with a kick from his broken leg, having possibly spread the news about his accident himself to set up that situation. But what are you going to do? Yep.
1: <laughs>
0: yep. The possibility is definitely there if you if you make the other guy think that you're really fucked up. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Do what
1: you do if you're going to win.
0: Other fun things we learn here is that Japan at the time of Infinite Dendrogram is a severe police state who watch blood sports for fun, uh, that she was a genuine monster in real life too, and that the silhouette Ray is talking to is the unborn final version of Gardranda. She came to visit him to tell him to use both of her gauntlets, not just the easy to wield flames. Like the brief glimpses you get of Japan are fucking yeah. weird. Like they
1: they're they're kind of nightmarish.
0: Like what the fuck happened to Japan by 2046? I
1: mean, like, it, yeah, it makes sense why everyone is playing this game that <laughs> <laughs> gets you out of that world.
0: Especially the cult mentioned in the last book, like
1: Oh yeah, the fact it, that there's just this this actual cult that like kills people in real life—that is also what? in the game.
0: Where did you get that from? They don't kill people. What? Don't they? No, I, I
1: thought like the people disappeared.
0: I don't know what you're talking about. Mm. No the the Lunar Society does not kill people in real life. As far as I'm aware. Okay. Like maybe, maybe shit is happening and I don't know about it. But as far as I'm aware, they're, they're just supposed to be like the... Um, what's the cult Shinzo Abe was associated with?
1: Oh gosh, I don't remember.
0: Like, I think it's the Japanese branch of the Moonies, basically. Mm-hmm. But But that's what the Lunar Society is supposed to be. Like, they're not criminals, they're just fucking weird, and have way too much power. Uh, Ray wakes up, rejoins Nemesis, spreads the miasma, eats rotten flesh, activates like a flag flying the Reversal, and murders Goosemaze, gaining the UBM reward grudge-soaked Greaves Goosemaze that finally allow him to ride Silver. I read that off pretty quickly, it happens pretty quickly.
1: Yep, it, it really is <laughs> just a, a a few short pages, and he's dead.
0: Yeah, he starts to head back to town when he runs into Liliana, who came running after who came running after Hugo arrived with the children children in tow and told the guards of the UBM. Ray goes back to town, collects the reward, gets some much-needed rest, and ends this story riding silver through the fields with Nemesis. Oh, and apparently Elizabeth returned at some point, having just had a fantastic day out on the town. Whee. <laughs> That's not quite the end, though! At night, Hugo logs back in and secretly meets with Dr. Flamingo to discuss the aforementioned plan. We learn that the player killers from last volume had not been hired by Dryfe, but most likely Caldina. And also that Chaldina has the most superiors of any country—a fact that has not mattered yet in the fourteen volumes I've read. <laughs> they make a big deal about it here. It uh, d- Ray has not gone to Chaldina. <laughs> not a single like full story book has taken place in Chaldina or really near Chaldina beyond Gideon.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: At the end, Dr. Flamingo removes his costume to reveal a nerd in a lab coat who proclaims himself the leader of the Triangle of Wisdom, Dreyf's biggest clan. What plans are to unfold in Gideon?
1: bum bam.
0: So did you call who Dr. Flamingo was?
1: Uh, no, I didn't. Uh, and for 99% of the book... Anytime that popped up, I was like, why the fuck does this matter at all? (laughs) (laughs) Like, he complains constantly about his fucking ears. Uh Uh-huh. And they don't matter at all. Like, they genuinely don't matter at all.
0: Not to this book, no.
1: No, like, even, we get to the end of this, and, um... And you learned that uh, Doctor Flamingo had used them to hear what was happening the whole time.
0: Yeah, he was spying on Ray the entire time.
1: But also, it doesn't matter because Hugo was there the entire time too, who's like Doctor Flamingo's second in command, basically, at, at least from what we're led to believe as of this novel.
0: But to so, be fair, like, he did not know that Hugo was going to meet Ray. And that happens yeah. after the dog years. Like, they uh, genuinely also, like, did just run into each other by accident by helping that girl.
1: Yeah, but also, Dr. Flamingo ran into uh, <laughs> Ray by accident. No, he did not.
0: Well. No.
1: But, but Ray's a nobody at this point. Ray, as, as you pointed out,
0: Okay, we started
1: this game three days ago.
0: So you didn't catch on to who Doctor Flamingo is. All okay. right, okay. Tell that, me more. I mean, I won't. It's it's part of the next books.
1: <laughs> you suck.
0: <laughs> Do you really want to know, John?
1: I mean, I'll just look it up. It's fine.
0: It's he's Franklin he the the fucking scientist guy who's the one who set up the fucking like worms underneath the the thing before and was complaining in the forums about ray like destroying his plans
1: oh i don't know why you said franklin like i would know
0: who that is okay i mean he had been mentioned before
1: <laughs> okay
0: yeah He's like he's like one of Drifts big bad dudes. Gotcha. Yeah. So that that's why he cares about Ray. It's because he he's he saw Rey fucking destroy a demi dragon worm at level 0 and he's like, "Yo, what the fuck?" <laughs> <laughs> Which I would also be like, "Yo, what the fuck?"
1: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah,
0: like that shouldn't have been allowed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what What did you think about this book, John? Uh, compared to last book,
1: uh, it was pretty good. Uh, it's been a minute since I read the last one, so I don't know how well I could compare them. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was it was pretty good. It. It was a lot different in feel, though. Um, not not in a negative way or anything. It
0: just... It went to a lot of places that you wouldn't think the... Uh, like, following the first book that they'd go to.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And... It, at- it definitely went tangential. <laughs> like,
0: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Like, pretty much the only relation to the last book is that it's the same characters.
1: Yeah. Like, the first chapter or two are like, Hey, and we're cleaning up after the... Uh, we're cleaning up the end of the last book. Yeah. And then the entire rest of the book is a completely different story.
0: Holy shit, like what? <laughs> yeah. And it's also a lot more uh, densely packed. Like, the first book happens over the course of a few in-game days. Like, it, it jumps around from one event happening to the next. Whereas this is pretty much all entirely a single day. Uh-huh. But, like, just the longest day of Ray's life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I liked right. this one a lot, read, reading it again. Uh, it, I think it's one of the better books in the series, to be honest.
1: Okay. I mean, it's it's pretty good.
0: Even though it still so, hasn't really... It, it hasn't really formulated Rook's... Aunt Rook and Marie's personalities yet. Uh, they're yeah. still just kind of around.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: But... It helped solidify who Ray was to me, and not just with that weird fucking chapter where he's in a dream. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, Alright, so, what are we doing next week?
0: Uh, we can do a topic. I got some topics. Okay. Cool. Or, I so mean, we'll the, topic the topic we've already set up. And we are going to play...
1: Ivony the King's Return.
0: Evoni the King's Return. Are you about or to move Ivone? it up here? I did. Oh, I've I, seen ads for this thing.
1: I you should have seen ads for all of these cuz that's what we're doing this season is This thing looks you've w- seen ads for. They,
0: these ads are so fucking stupid looking. Like Yeah. They they draw uh, It seems to be like setting up traps or something. You're standing in a place, and then there's a minotaur at the bottom with an axe, and then well, you're you have you've to... Gotta,
1: you've got to safely get yourself to the money, or damsel, or whatever, while also get ridding, getting rid of all of the obstacles in your path. But don't worry, that's only about 5% of the game, to my understanding. The rest of it is drastically different. Okay. And not in a good way, so uh yeah, that'll be interesting.
0: Experience so, uh, various puzzle levels. Build your cities. Train your troops. Expand your empire. Be yeah, the king yeah. of seven kingdoms. All in Ebony, the king's return. The hot real-time strategy MMO of 20... 20- yeah, I
1: believe it's... I believe it's a like a 4x mixed with classic plans mixed with puzzle games, uh, mixed with we're trying to milk money out of you, so it should be it should be good and terrible. This cannot be good. Uh, yeah. The, well, I mean, I mean, like good and terrible, as in like very terrible.
0: Hold on, hold on. Second comment on Google Play. Sarah Chung says. The ads lie straight to your face, which really bugs me. They act like it's a game all about puzzles, and it certainly is not. You can only play a few daily, and then a few more at a time after you upgrade things. I was trying to decide between three or four stars, just because of this. What? You hate the game? But ended up yeah. doing four because I like the actual game? But you hate the actual game! <laughs> It reminds me of games I played when I was younger, but the deception isn't cool. Just advertise the game as what it is. And then they responded to her. Dear player, we have same content in the game as advertised. <laughs> Please continue playing the game and have fun exploring. If you just try it in the beginning and then give up, you will miss it.
1: Don't worry, we'll miss it.
0: She just uh, said that. So. She just said that the game is not what what is advertised. She played the game.
1: <laughs> okay, so what what I understand from this is that she liked the ads, wanted to play the puzzles, um, played the game, found out that the puzzles are, like I said, about five percent of the game, but found that she actually enjoyed. What the game actually is.
0: But also you're only able to do a little bit of the game a day.
1: No, no, only a little bit of the puzzles a day. Oh, okay. Yeah. So the the thing that is advertised is 5% of the game that you can only play a short amount per day. But the main body of the game is still enjoyable to her. Don't worry. None of these games that we play this season are going to be games that we keep playing.
0: <laughs> okay. I mean, you don't know that. Maybe they're good.
1: I, I, I do know that.
0: <laughs> they,
1: they, they can't be good. They like, can't. Raid Shadow
0: Legends. They that one really cannot be good. Honestly, I feel like everybody who advertises Raid Shadow Legends should be like tried at the Hague. They're they're committing war crimes against the planet.
1: What are you looking forward to for next week? Fuck. Oh wow. Fuck Ooh. shit. Look look at oh oh gross. Fuck
0: goddamn shit, motherfucker. <laughs> what am I looking forward to? I mean, yeah. Uh the two Infinite Dendrogram novels I have coming.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: 15 and 16 got, have come remember? out since I read okay. 14, so gotcha. I, I got to catch up. Yeah. I'm also reading a Haruki Murakami book right now and it's I mean, like all Murakami books, weirdly horny, but good.
1: Okay. I'm going to be enjoying catching up on anime because there's a lot of it that that I haven't even started yet. So. All right. Well, we will see y'all next time. Thanks for listening. It would be a super huge help if you would share this with someone who lives in a small Philadelphia town and, uh... Uh, Pennsylvania town. Philadelphia is a town. That would... stupid. Small Pennsylvania town. Um, and, it, that doesn't uh, eat people. We will see you next time. Yeah, preferably that doesn't eat people.
0: I mean, I guess there's no way for you to know. but
1: I mean, You could find out the hard way. And
0: then you only see find you out for time. so long. Bye! <laughs>